There are people making noise outside. Friends, welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Pe'alif, Daf 81 of Masech Tzubis, friends. And, well, today we kind of discuss like Yevamis. Is there anybody who like this like a breath of fresh air? Is there anyone who's like where where has Yevamis been for like the last three months? Like. Like, they can t- finally take, like, a fresh breath of, like, Ruvain. <laughs> a fresh breath of Ruvain, Shimon, and Sari. Alright, we're going to start in Daf uh, Pebez, Amud Bez, uh, with, where the Gemara begins four lines from, five lines from the bottom. What do they ask? Oh, so if you have... A um Shemir Syovim Shemesa. Oh yeah. Man, who can remind me what that is? Ooh. Okay. Ruvain. Married to Sara. Uh Ruvain dies, no kids, no Sara needs to do <laughs> Ibum with Shimon, Hilla Lester. And um and then she dies. They didn't do Yibum yet, and she's dead now. Two. Okay. Mikova, who buries her? Now nobody wants to bury her, because who, you know, who's gonna pay for it? I'm not paying, you're paying. Odilma, right, so, what do we say? Yarshia Baal Kabula, the, uh, the Koyaisiksu, but do we say that the, um, heirs of the husband, so the husband's like brothers and stuff, would bury her because they inherit his Ksuba, right? And of course we had said Ksubosa Tachas Kvurosa. So, or Kvurasa Tachas Ksuboso, that, um, that, uh, you know, if she dies, he gets the Ksuba, and then, but in, in exchange, he has to pay for a burial, and since they're inheriting the Ksuba, they have to pay for the burial. Or maybe the heirs of the, um, father should have to, um, um, bury or her, since they would inherit the Nixay Maluk. That if a Shomeris Yavam dies, like in this case, Yoshea, Yoshe Ksubasa, Chayav Mikvurasa, the brothers who inherit the Ksube, they need to, um, pay for her burial. That a uh, widow is supported from the property of the uh, orphans, from the estate of right that the orphans inherit. Um, and anything that she makes go to them. They, however, do not need to pay for her burial. Those who inherit her ksube, right? I.e., those who inherit her. Uh, well, those who inherit her ksuba would have to pay for her burial. Who is a widow who has two sets of inheritors, i.e. the inheritors of the ksuba and the inheritors of the nichs This is a shomeres yavam. Because if she was married, then everything would just go to the husband. So, okay, fine. Very, very good. So, so, okay. Fine, this is uh, very good. Now, Toysvis asks, 
how could there be orphans, but also she be a Shomer Siyavim? So the point is that, no, it's not necessarily the same case, but the diuk of the Yorsheha, the plural means that we can apply it to a case of where um, she's a Shomer Siyavim. And we're saying that those who inherit her Ksuba would be responsible to pay for her burial. Amarava says, Rava Vilema, why don't the brothers say, right, let's say there's a brother, so why doesn't the brother say, the brother who inherits the ksuba, let him say, look, I'm inheriting my brother, I get the ksuba, but I'm not burying his wife. Abai says to Rava, if the brother tries to make that argument, we're going to come on him from two directions. Look, brother, if you uh, are going to be inheriting your brother, well then, just like he was responsible, right, uh, uh, to pay, right, if, if, if when he was alive she would die, he would be responsible to pay for her burial. So if you're inheriting his ksubas, then you're responsible to pay for her burial. And if you're not going to pay for her burial, then you think ksubasa, so then, then you shouldn't be able to receive the uh, ksuba. So, amino. So, Rav says, well, this is what I'm saying. Ach ani yoresh. I'm inheriting my brother. As ishto en ani kover. I'm not burying his wife. Ve'imishum ksuba. And if you're going to say, yeah, but if you're inheriting the ksuba, then you have to pay, you have to pay for her burial. Lo nitna ksuba legabos mechaim. The thing is that a ksuba is unable to be, um, collected during the husband's lifetime. And as we're going to see in a second, it's based on a diuk, on an implication in the ksuba, that the ksuba says, lechshatinosi what does it say? Uh, that when you get married to somebody else, you can take what is written in this document. Now, of course, she can't get married to somebody else if she's still married to the husband. So therefore, as long as the husband is alive, she's unable to collect the ksuba because she only collects the ksuba upon getting married to somebody else, which is impossible as long as the husband is alive. So therefore, Rav is saying that the brother can make the argument that he who now, right, he is the Yavam, so he's now standing in place of his brother, and just like the Ksuba would not be able to be collected during his brother's lifetime, so the Ksuba also wouldn't be able to be collected during his lifetime of the Yavam, and therefore he should not have to pay for her burial, which is in place of the Ksuba. So Manchamas lay the Islay Medrish Ksuba, so now the Gemara says, but one second, Ravit, or maybe it's even Abai saying, but Ravit, who is the opinion who says that, um, we darshan the ksuba, that we make the yukim from the text of the ksuba to say, look, it says, only once you marry somebody else, and that's impossible because he's alive, and she can't marry somebody else while the husband's alive. Beishami. It's Beishami who makes these diukim, uh, uh, these implications. And we also know that Beishami's opinion is, that a document that needs to be collected, it's as though it has already been collected. It has, it's a, it is as though it has already been collected. It's not as we learned in a Mishnah in, I guess, Sota. Mesu Bailean, that if you have a woman who needs to drink the Sota waters, there was a whole situation with, you know, she's suspected of maybe having a relationship, she has to drink the Sota water. But now the husband dies before there was a chance to give her the, the drink. So at Shalot Shasu, so if the husband dies before, um, the, right, if the husbands die before the wives who are suspected have a chance to drink, Beshami says they can, they can collect their ksube and they don't drink the water, the, sh- the sota water. The Basil says, Oh Shosos, Right, either they drink or if they don't want to drink, then they're not going to be able to collect the ksube.
Oshos, what do you mean they drink? What do you mean? The Pasuk says that the husband brings his wife to drink and he's dead. Rather, it's because on account of the fact that they are not going to be drinking since their husbands are dead, so therefore they do not receive their ksubas. Fine. So one second. So Bishamay had said that um, these wives who are suspected of having relationships, they receive their ksuba payments and they do not drink the waters. Why should they be able to receive their ksuba payments? We don't know, right? Maybe they had a relationship with somebody else, in which case they shouldn't, they wouldn't be able to collect the ksuba, or maybe they didn't, in which case they can collect the ksuba, but it's a suffix. We're in doubt. Because he's suffix, how could this doubt of maybe she had a relationship with somebody else, maybe she didn't, maybe she's entitled to ksuba, maybe she's not, how could, you know, this doubt, how could this suffix entitle her to collect the ksuba from the brothers who are definitely inheriting from the from the from the from the from the, from the deceased husband. So Kasavre um base well from the state of the husband. So Kasavi Beshame well it's because Beishama's opinion is that a document that stands to be collected, it's as though it is already collected. Right? And therefore because it stood to be correctly already um, from earlier so therefore, she can collect it now as well. So um, therefore, when you have this, um, so therefore, when so therefore, we're arguing that if you have this brother and the brother dies, and then his wife, right? So you have Reuben. Reuben dies. Sorry, now he's even with Shimon. Then. Sarah dies. And the question is, does Shimon have to bury her? The answer is yes. Because since this ksube stood to be uh, uh, collected, so therefore it's already considered as though it is collected and um, therefore you need to... Um, and therefore, in, in place of collecting the ksuba, he has to pay for her burial. But at the end of the day, how would you be able to collect a ksube uh, when she, right, in her lifetime, if uh, you know she she is she can't marry somebody else as long as she's married to the to the husband? So Well, in the case of the yavam, right, even though yes, he's alive, but he's considered like somebody else, right? So therefore, it's considered like that once already the first husband dies, and now she has to do. Yibum with the brother, he's considered like somebody else, like she's marrying somebody else, and therefore she's entitled to the ksuba. And since she's entitled to the ksuba, um, the Yavam would have to pay for her burial. Shalach le Rav Abai, so Rav sends to Abai. Biyad Rav Shmaya bar Zero uminitna ksuba legabas mechaim. So Rav sends to Abai, can a ksuba really be collected? Um, Mechaim, right, when, when the guy's still alive, right, meaning Rav had said earlier that the brother should be able to make a claim that he's not burying the, the wife, and his rationale was that lo legabos mechaim, that, that the brother is not responsible to pay for the burial of this, of, of Sare, since he stands in place of his brother who died, and the ksube, 
is unable to be collected during live, right? Mechaim. And, but then we abide them, prove them wrong, right? And he says that, that that would be the opinion, that that would be essentially the opinion of Beishamai, that they, right, that they do this whole, uh, drasha of the Ksube. So basically, Abaye is, 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 is arguing against Rav, who says, Lo in the Ksube, Legabas Mechaim. So therefore, Rav is arguing back to Abaye. So can a, a, a Ksuba then really be collected Mechaim when the husband's still alive? So Shalach Lerov Abaye, Biad of Shmai Barzeru, me didn't Ksuba Legabas Mechaim. Can a Ksuba really be collected when the husband's alive? We are tiny, but we learn about the Rebbe Abba. Omer says, Rebbe Abba, Shalati, Asumchus, Ataka Asumchus, Arusa Shimko, Benichse Ochim, Ketzaru Ose. Let's say, so let's say, you have a um, Shimon, right? Reuven was married to Sarah. Reuven dies. Now Shimon inherits the Ksuba. Now the thing is that, right, Ksuba, uh, Shimon inherits Reuven. So now the thing is that um, because... Sara is now still entitled to the, right, the Ksuba that she had from Ruvain now transfers to Shimon. And because Ruvain's property is Meshuba to, to the, to Sara's Ksuba, Shimon is unable to sell any of Ruvain's property. Because all of Ruvain's property is Meshuba to this Ksuba. So what does Shimon do if he wants to sell some of Ruvain's property, but all of the property is Meshuba to the Ksuba of Sara? Right? So, Harotzo Shimko Benichse Ochiv, that if Shimon wants to sell Reuven's property, Ketzeruosa, what does he do since it's Meshuba to the Ksuba? Right? So meaning if Shimon did Yibum with Sarah, and now they're married, and her Ksuba is from Reuven, all of Reuven's property is Meshuba to Sarah's Ksuba. So in Kayinu, so if Shimon is a Kayin, which means that he can't divorce her and get remarried, because then she's a Grusha, so Yaisa Vifayis. So he should make a, a big, beautiful dinner, and at the dinner, he, 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 he convinces her to, um, allow him to sell some of the property. In Yisraelu, and if he's Yisrael, Megarish beget Vyachsa, so he divorces her, and then he could sell whatever he wants, you know, he pays, right, he sells her whatever, he could sell whatever he wants, and then they can get back, married, back, uh, remarried. Now the question is, if Aksuba would be able to be collected, <coughs> Mechaim, if we can consider it at least that the ksuba is able to be collected, Mechaim. So, Niachid Lashir ksuba, Vesha Lisbon. Well, if the ksuba can be collected already from the lifetime, so why doesn't he just set aside part of, right, why doesn't Shimon just set aside part of Reuben's property as payment for the ksuba? And that would be considered like it's collected. And then he could, and then he could sell the rest of the property. So that's what Rav is asking Abai. Abai, if you're saying that the ksuba can be collected, Mechaim, when the husband's alive. So why does Ruvain, why does Shimon need to go through the headache of divorcing her and, and then selling and then get re, getting remarried? So why can't he just set aside part, you know, the equivalent of the Ksuba and then sell the rest of it? For the time, Echtuch Sigmar says, well, that's not really such a good question because Los Femimas Nisan. Can't you also, why, why do you have to bring, ask from this Bryce? So why not just ask from our Mishnah? Right, our Mishnah had said that if Reuven dies and Shimon does even with Sarah, Shimon should not say, okay, this part of, of Reuven's estate is going to be for your Ksuba, 
I'm going to sell the rest. So shouldn't that, shouldn't our Mishnah be a kasha on Abai? If Abai says that, that, right, that, that, right, that the Ksuba can be collected, Michaim. So then I don't understand, why does the Mishnah say that Shimon cannot set aside part of Ruven's estate to be for the Ksuba? Why not? Rather, I'm sorry, wait, what? That all of the, um, all of his, all of uh, Reuven's property is, 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 uh, Meshubah to the Ksuba. So, Hosom ate Satova Kamaj Melon. So, the Gemara says, well, the reason why you couldn't bring a proof from our Mishnah, because our Mishnah was really just giving just good advice that you shouldn't do that. Because if something happens to this stuff that you set aside, then what are you going to do? The Ilote Malachi, and I'll prove it to you that the Mishnah is just giving good advice by saying don't set aside part of the, part of Reuven's property and then sell the rest. Because Sefer the Katani, that it says in the safe of the Mishnah that also a, a, a husband, we're not talking about a Yavam and a Yavama anymore. We're talking about a regular a husband and wife. A husband should not say to his wife, that here I'm setting aside property for your Ksube. All of his property is Meshuba to his wife's Ksuba. So what does this mean? Does this mean that if a husband wants to sell his property, he's not allowed to sell any of his property because it's all Meshubah to his wife's ksuba? No, rather he's just giving advice that he shouldn't set aside part of the, uh, you know, just part of it of his property and say this is going to be from, 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 for your ksuba. It's just good advice. But if he wants to sell other part of his property, he can. It works. So also by the, by the um, Yavam, Right, Shimon who marries Sarah, also is just giving good advice that he shouldn't set that aside. But Elad Rabba Kasha, but what do we do with Rabba's Kasha though? Which is that, um, that, right, that we're saying that, that if you have Ruvain dies and then Shimon does Zebun with Sarah, but he wants to be able to sell some of Ruvain's property, he has to divorce her and then sell it and then get remarried. Why, why, why not, right, if we say, why not just set aside part of, of the estate for the Ksuba and then sell the rest? No, because Rabbah, that's also not a question, right? Because we're saying technically, yes, but we also don't recommend setting aside part of the Ksuba, a part of the estate for the Ksuba and then selling the rest because, you know, what is it kind of like, what kind of like uh, message does it, uh, does it send to Sar uh, that he's already thinking about divorce, that he's already setting aside property that just in case we get divorced, you know, this is, uh, this is what I'm going to give you. Right? It's not, it's not like a recipe for success. So therefore, um, it's not recommended. But we'll still argue that, technically speaking, yes. So there was a certain, uh, fellow, right? Let's call him Shimon. That his brother Ruvain died. And now, uh, he's, you know, there's, uh, Saras, a Shemeris Yavim. So, and the thing is, there's not just Shimon, there's Levi as well. So Reuven was married to Sarah. Reuven dies. Shimon is now going to do Yibam with Sarah. Now Levi was not happy that Shimon was uh, doing Yibam with Sarah and consequently inheriting Reuven. Because that's the way it works. Whoever does Yibam inherits Reuven. So 
So therefore, Levi was determined that he was going to throw a get at um, Sarah, and by doing so, disqualify both him, Levi, and Shimon, uh, both Shimon and Levi, from being able to do Yibum with her. To which Shimon responds to Levi, says, What are you doing? How come you're doing this? What, because you want also part of Ruvain's estate? I'll split it with you. Now Rav Yosef had said, now Rav Yosef said, look, since the rabbis say that you're not allowed, right, that Shimon would be unable to sell Ruvain's property since it's Meshubah to um, Sarah's Ksubah, Shimon would be unable to sell Ruvain's property because it's Meshubah to Sarah's Ksubah. Even if Shimon sells it, right, if Shimon sells that property, um, it would not work since the rabbis say that he is not allowed to. It's all Meshubah to um, Ruvain's to Saris Ksubit. And therefore, um, Shimon would be unable to split Ruvain's estate with Levi. The Tanis would learn in the Bryce Mishamez Veniach Shomeris Yovim that if Ruvain dies, and now uh, Sarah needs to do even with Shimon, Veniach Nechosim Bemeya Mana, and Ruvain left property worth a hundred mana. That's a lot. Kelu, Aksuba is mana or masayim, right? A mana, right? This is a hundred times of a mana. So now even though Sarah's Ksuba is only a mana, still Shimon cannot sell any of Ruvain's property even though it's a hundred times the amount of her Ksuba. Because all of Ruvain's property is um, Meshuba to Sarah's Ksuba and therefore Shimon cannot sell any of it even though it's way more than her Ksuba. So Abai says to Rav, is that really the case that if the rabbis say not to sell, so then even if right, even if he right that if he does end up selling it, it won't work. Right? We saw the other day that if you have a woman who is betrothed. And she gets and she inherits property. So both Bisham and Basil say that she shouldn't sell it at that point since she's betrothed. But if she does sell it, so it works. That both both Basil and Bisham agree that if she sells it, it works. So we see that even though the rabbis say don't sell it, the sells the right the sale stands. So they sent her before so so they sent the Kasha to Khanina by Papi. Right? What do you do? Right, if this, um, if, um, uh, the, the Yavam sells the property of his deceased brother, does it work? Can he do that? So they sent to Abchanin by Papa, and he sent back that it's like Rabbi Yosef that, but that if the rabbis say don't sell, you cannot sell. So Abai says, did Abchanin by Papa give an explanation for why he sided with Rabbi Yosef? So they sent the kasha to Abmanyomi Bredu Abnachumi, Shaukha Kida Abai. He actually sent in support of Abai. That even though they say not to sell, if, if they sell, it works. Omar Ba Rav Yosef Shilchuli. But Abmanyomi Bredu Abnachumi, you know, added that, but if Rav Yosef has a different proof, send it to me. Nafak Rav Yosef Dog Ashkar. So Yosef went and he actually did find another proof to say that um, since the rabbi said not to sell, the sale doesn't work. The Tanis, we learned in the verse, I will show you, 
Dvames. If Shimon borrowed $1,000 from Reuven, so Shimon owes $1,000 to his brother Reuven, and then Reuven dies. And Shimon now needs to do Yibum with Sar. Lo Yomar, Shimon should not say, Shimon should not say, this is great. My brother died. I owed him a thousand dollars. I'm inheriting my brother. I um, I don't need to I, I don't need to, I don't need to pay back Reuven. He's dead. I'm inheriting him. So we're saying he cannot th- he cannot say that. He cannot say that, and therefore he would be unable to sell any of that. Uh, right? You'd be unable to you know spend that loan. And if he did, it wouldn't work. So we're saying that he can't do anything with that money. And uh, if he does, it doesn't work. Ella, rather, what does he do? So what he does is, he basically gives the money that was owed to Reuven to Sarah, and then they buy land, and he can eat the fruits. So we see that if the rabbis say, don't sell, you're not allowed to sell. So Amalei Abai, Sabai says to, to Rav Yosef, Maybe they're just giving him good advice. Maybe we're just saying, look, instead of, you know, buying pizza with it, purchase land. And that way, you'll, you know, that's a better investment. Yosef says, I don't understand. What the Bryce is saying, right, the time, right, it's saying that we, that we forcefully extract this money against his will and give it to his wife. And you're saying that we're just looking out for his, we, we give it to Sar, and you're just saying that we're just giving him good advice. We're more than just giving him good advice. We're forcing him to do that. So they resent the query to Manyomi Breda of Nachumi. and he said to them, This is what Yosef by Manyomi said. in the name of Nachman, Zo in a Mishnah that this actually is not a reliable brisa. So it's not actually a reliable price in my time outcome. If you're going to say, well, because we're talking about money here, that Shimon owed a thousand dollars to Reuven, and Metazlin isn't Meshubad to the, to the, to the, to the, to the, to the Ksuba, and therefore, it doesn't make sense to say that, that he would be unable to spend it. But then we're married. But why does that necessarily mean that the Brisa is, is invalid? Maybe it's the opinion of Rav Meir who says that Metathlin is Meshubba to the Ksubit. Ve'ela, Meshubba Omarla, Atla Bailas Dvarim Didiat. Well, maybe you're going to say, well, it's invalid because Shimon can just say to, to, to Sarah, look, I'm not paying you the $1,000. I don't owe you $1,000. I owed my brother $1,000 and he's dead. Well, Dimmer Rabnasani. But maybe this Bryce is Rabnasan. The Tanis, Lenin Bryce, as we've seen before, Rabnasan Omar says, Rabnasan, Minayin the Noshiba Chaveo Mono. How do we know that in this case, if Shimon owes a thousand dollars to Ruvain, the and Ruvain needs to pay Sara her ksube? So how do we know that we take the thousand dollars from Shimon and give it directly to Sara? That it says that you give the money to whoever is owed. Not uh, necessarily to whoever he specifically owes, which in this case would be Shimon, but wherever the money is going to land, which is by Sarah. So we could just say that the Bryce is Rabnosin. 
Rather, but we don't have a precedent for having double stringencies when it comes to Ksube. Look, the Bryce is either going to have to be Rameir or it's going to have to be Rabnasan. It can't, you can't have one Bryce that's both the, opinion, the stringent opinion of Rameir and the stringent opinion of Rabnasan. Rav says, okay, so that makes sense. Hanu, the Shemaina Leila Abaye, this is what I've heard from Abaye, Damrzoi in the Mishnah, that Abaye said that this Bryce is unreliable. I didn't understand what it meant by this price. It was unreliable. But now I understand because there's two chumras there and we can't rely. We don't rely upon two chumras when it comes to, right, double chumras when it comes to ksubeh. That was a pe'alaf of Masech Ksubis. At the beginning of the daf, we talked about um, who pays for the burial of a Shomeris Yovam who passes away. We said it is the um, estate of the late husband since they inherit the ksuba and there is a, um, you know, if in place of the ksuba, the husband is responsible for her burial and since they inherit the ksuba, they are responsible for her burial. Rather than suggested, but maybe the brother can say that, yeah, but I'm not paying for the ksuba because anyways, you can't collect the ksuba in, in, in the husband's lifetime and I'm in place of the husband and I'm alive, therefore she can't collect the ksuba. Then we got into machlokas between Abai and Rava about um, can a ksuba be collected um, during the husband's lifetime or not? Rava says no. Abai says yes. We then saw machlokas between Rav Yosef and Abai about, you know, if since the rabbis say that uh, Shimon is unable to sell Reuven's property since it's Meshubah to Sarah's um, ksuba. If he does sell it, then what? Rav Yosef says the sale is no good. Abai says the sale is good. Um, friends, that was that payout of Mesech Hope you enjoy. Peace out.